All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Can you see it? Did you notice? Checked, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! Moments notice. It only You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and down. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. (laughs) 
Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you by the great folks over at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season. That will get you $5 off your order at ZephyrEpic.com. That is Z-E-P-H-Y-R Epic. Check them out on all platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, whatever it is. They've got you covered for all of your trading card needs uh free shipping canada-wide on any online order over 50 dollars oh yeah Steve Quadrelli. i'm joined as always by the man who built the place chris faber uh and, and keep it on camera three yeah here, Alex. go back to, to camera that. three because those on the youtube i just want to point this out Holy those cow. on the youtube live chat before before and if you're watching live um hello and if you're not and you're listening to the podcast feel free to check it out if you can at 1 p.m i just want to look show the contrast here the clouds over downtown Vancouver and you look to the right, Chris, towards beautiful North Burnaby. Lots of sun, lots of sun over in North Burnaby. Cause I was looking outside. I saw sun and then I'm, I'm shocked to see your, uh, see this camera and see that it's all gloomy over there. I was thinking, yeah, you know what? I'll wear some shorts, take the dog for a walk. But uh, yeah, not if I lived in downtown Vancouver. Uh, I tell you what, again, goes to, goes to show you beautiful North Burnaby, British Columbia. Yeah, it's nice out there in Burnaby. But I tell you, there are dark clouds over Rogers Arena right now, as you can see from the uh, the YouTube channel. It's 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 kind of like uh, one of those scary movies. I remember there was a scary movie back in the day called like uh, it was called like The Fog or something like that. It was called The Fog. And look at this. Yeah, this is this is a, a it's a creepy look back there. For sure. It's dark clouds in the sky. A little bit of blue pushing through on the end there, but uh, I am seeing a little bit of rain outside. Um, so that's, uh, I like this camera here. Even I don't like this look here that you got going on here, Alex. I don't know about this. That I don't know. There it is. Thank you very much. Quads, how was your long weekend? Lots of uh, chocolate, any ham, Great. turkey? Did you get both? What was the long weekend like? Yeah, it was both. It was both ham and turkey, and you wow. and I, we went for a nice little lunch. I, I figured out that that was probably the first time that we have hung out in like a non-work setting since training camp, I think. I, I figured that out, that I think that's the first time we've hung out since before the season starts. So we basically aren't friends during the season. We just, uh, we work, and then in the summer, we become friends again. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was the, I think that was the first time we saw each other in person since you got the puppy too, right? Like, I think since you got the puppy, it's been all uh, all online. It was good. Good little uh, lunch there. I had, uh, I had a clubhouse sandwich as I normally do for lunch. That's my go-to when I'm out uh, getting a lunch and ended up eating that when I got home. It was it was good. That little you want to shut that place out there by your place. I like that spot. It's nice. It remi- I told you when we were in John there. John B, baby. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, a pub in Nanaimo. It's got that Nanaimo pub vibe to it, where it's like you know some of these places in Vancouver yeah. here they don't have uh, they don't have pull tabs. They don't have good beer on tap. They don't got Lucky. John B, they had it all. They got pull tabs, Lucky, everything. Cheap cheap food. It was good. I like that spot. Uh, I want to mention about Easter because we just had a long weekend here. I got ratioed on Twitter for maybe one of the one of the rare times I get ratioed on Twitter uh, for my cream eggs take. I think cream eggs are the best uh, chocolate out. I think it's the best candy for Easter out there. I think it's because I don't love chocolate. So I like the what's on the inside of those cream eggs, whatever that is. I tell you, that stuff's delicious. And I thought it, I thought that was like a common belief from from humanity was that cream eggs are the best thing for Easter. I, I feel like that's a that's not a hot take, I didn't think. But apparently it is. I got ratioed on Twitter on uh, on Sunday there. Are you kidding me? What's what's a more Easter candy than a cream egg? Those little dinky chocolate ones that are just all pure chocolate, the little round ones? That's that's a joke. I thought cream eggs were, you know, stand, they were the king. The king of Easter candy to me. 
what about Kinder Surprise? Like to me, Kinder oh, Surprise is no, better. No, stop. Than Kinder eggs. Surprise are all year long treats. They just have to be shaped like eggs. Those aren't they aren't Easter chocolates. Kinder Surprise, the good thing, I, and don't get me wrong, Kinder is one of the rare chocolates that I can enjoy because it's mostly like uh, that white chocolate in the inside there. That stuff's delicious. But those aren't East. Kinder isn't Easter. They're just they just happen to be shaped like an egg. And if you think about it, the eggs they got candies in, or toys inside of them. No, no, Kinder eggs they aren't. Uh, they aren't. Uh, they're, that's not a thing. Kinder chocolate is uh, is an all year long chocolate, and it's a good one. I don't think that you got ratio because you said the cream egg is a good Easter treat. You didn't you say something that it was like undefeated or it's the best chocolate ever or something? Yeah, blasphemous I, like that. I don't know. I said something like that. I said, yeah, I think they're undefeated or something. Uh, nothing's better than a cream egg. I think. Let me see if I can find this tweet here. Why do I tweet so much? Here we go. I said, but seriously, what's better than a cream egg? Also, is it creme egg? Spelt weird. Anyways, you no, want to talk some Canucks cream. or what? What about what about Lint Easter bunnies? As Nick Lung in the chat said, the Lint Easter bunny. That's more. Is that a solid that's one? More Easter than that? Is that the one that's solid all the way through? Yeah, it's hollow. It's hollow on the inside. Oh, okay, because there's some the the bunnies that are just like solid all the way through, and that I don't get. Uh, you know those those things freak me. That's way too much chocolate. I'll be honest. There was a couple times I was eating these cream eggs. I don't know if I'm gonna. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna say it, but this is gonna come out. This is not gonna come out well. I would suck the cream from the inside of the eggs out, and then just get rid of the chocolate. And once I got that cream, it was all over. That's all I want from those things. And yes, I said that. I don't care. And then have a cigarette. Yeah, went outside and. Okay. It's the way way she okay. goes. I was satisfied. Pour I'll say that. Pour a glass of wine. <laughs> Okay, let's move right past all that. Uh, let's move on here. We've got a few things to get to. Oh, yeah, look at here. that. Get, get that off the screen. Hard to move on when Alex is, a, is out. Let's get Alex's opinion. Alex, are you team cream egg or are you going somewhere else? I did, Were there other suggestions? I, I've only heard uh, really the cream egg. The cream egg. Quads thinks that well, it'd be, the Kinders are one. I've also, the one that I had this year for the first time was the caramel egg. That was pretty strong too, but that's still too much chocolate for me. So cream eggs are my number one. Do you have a, another? Do you have another Easter candy that that sticks out? Well, I mini eggs, but but they're yeah. moving into the all year round category. It's true. Almost. Like they've done a good job of separating themselves. You can buy uh, you chips ahoy think- right now. You can buy chips ahoy with mini eggs in them. That's an all year round thing, though. Okay, but do you guys think for a second that the reason they're all year round is because people actually enjoy them and that cream eggs aren't something that everybody enjoys? I don't know. I don't think so. I think you're wrong. What, Those I are sold year round. These are, yeah, it's yeah. It's not like they pause sales of them. No, but they pump it up in, in Easter for sure. They, you think, hey, look, go to McDonald's, quads, right down the street from your place. Ask for the new McFlurry. What's the new McFlurry? It's a cream egg. There you go. McDonald's logic, you're I, wrong. Okay. The old okay, cream, they, they changed that recipe. The, the old one was way better. Like, oh. When you go back 10 years. Yep. Yeah. More cream. Uh, it was like they just took a, a bunch of cream eggs and smashed it into some vanilla, vanilla ice cream. I want to see if my uh, – I see a, a comment here in the chat from Lisa who says Reese's peanut butter egg. And uh, if my fiance is watching this from the living room, I'd love for her to stick her arm in here with one of those Reese's peanut butter eggs because we got a big one. On the counter, so I know there's a little delay here. So maybe in about a minute and a half, you might see an arm reach out from behind me with a cream egg, and I will grab it from her. So um, we'll see what happens there. Let's get to some Canuck stuff here. No more creaming. 
uh, at the start of the shows here, Quads. I know you love that, but we're going uh, we're going into the weekend stuff. Long weekend. It's, it feels like it's been so long since we've done a show, which is going to be strange because uh, we were kind of just talking about the schedule. This is the final week of the show doing a full week, and I say that it, as kind of a joke because we took Monday off, but this is going to be the last week where uh, we're rolling through a lot. Of, there's going to be a lot of events that we will come and do the show. I know we were kind of just discussing um, some things for the draft lottery, also some AHL playoffs. We are still going to be around. We're still going to be on YouTube as well. It's not simply going to be a podcast, uh, at least in the next coming weeks. That's kind of the, the tentative schedule that we're going to roll with uh, for a little bit here. But uh, this is our final week of doing a show every day. And I tell you, the Canucks, they're at their end of the season. And Quads, I know you you were excited about this. You called uh, called me, woke me up from a uh, beauty sleep today. You said the Canucks are guaranteed a chance to have a chance to win the lottery. I don't know how to put that uh, any better than that. But they they cannot be in a position where they can't win the draft lottery, which is good news, which is good news for the uh, for the Vancouver Canucks right now. What do you got on this? Okay, so, yes, with the events of last night, and I wrote about it over at Canucks Army, thanks to Alex's Ottawa Senators beating the Carolina Hurricanes, along with the Canucks losing to the LA Kings last night in regulation, uh, Vancouver now cannot fall out of the bottom 11 spot in the league standings, meaning that they will have a chance at winning the lottery and jumping up to first overall now with that in mind right now what we're seeing for the Canucks is that they have a six percent chance okay but it's very close and Alex I don't know if you could pull up the league standings yeah, here, reverse standings but, we got uh, at the time of this recording at the time of this recording it is very very close and excuse me I should have said bottom 12 not uh yeah anyways um no, it is bottom 11. Yes, I made a mistake there again. Okay, so the Canucks can finish in that spot, but that's the lowest they can finish. They cannot finish any lower than that. Right now, they're holding down the 8th spot in the reverse standings. St. Louis has the 11th spot separated by two points. So it's very, very close. Canucks really do need to lose these next two games. Uh, tonight, obviously, in Anaheim with Thatcher Demko in net, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but then, obviously, also... On Thursday, they close out their season in Arizona. So that game doesn't like the games they play now. Like they can't move anywhere. Like they can't move to seventh. They're not going to catch Philadelphia. There's no time left in the season. But it is very close in terms of that eight through eleven spot, and that's massive because if you're in eighth, you get a six percent chance at Connor Bedard. If you're in eleventh, you get a three percent chance. So right now, the Canucks hold down uh, that six percent chance. They need to keep losing if they want to if they want uh, to keep that positioning because the Washington Capitals obviously tied with the Canucks in points right now, but they lose it on the tiebreaker. So the Canucks are still ahead of Washington, which is great if you're a Canucks fan. You need them to keep losing, uh, not the opponents you want to see going into that uh, going into tonight. If you're uh, the Vancouver Canucks, yeah, I mean losing is massively important for the Anaheim Ducks tonight, who the Canucks will face off with, and Arizona as well. They don't want to jump uh, the seventh seed. It's just kind of funny that we're looking at the Vancouver Canucks right now in the reverse standings here on YouTube, and we can see the Canucks, like you said, they're in eighth place. They're not going to catch Philadelphia, who's in seventh, and this is reverse standings, folks, so we're saying, you know, the, the worst teams will be higher ranked. The Canucks very easily could catch the Washington Capitals, Detroit Red Wings, and St. Louis Blues. They're at the bottom of the mushy middle. If I would have told you that the Vancouver Canucks were at the bottom of the mushy middle, like, at least they're at the bottom of it, right? They're not picking uh, 15th. Hopefully not. They could win a couple of games here to close out the season and really do that. But 
man, losing is going to be so important for the Canucks right now. They're in a position right now where, hey, if they lose out, you know, it's funny. It's that time of the season where they say, like, uh, you know, teams control their own destiny. The Canucks control their own 6% this point in the season, right? Like, they have a chance to have a 6% chance of landing Connor Bedard. If they were to jump two of these teams, jump, you know, dropping from 6% down to 3.5%, man, that's a tough look, right? And I think that's, that's unfortunate. You don't want that to happen. If you're going to be at the mushy middle, heck, put yourself at the bottom of the mushy middle. That's where the Canucks are right now. The regulation wins. They only have 23 this season. So tiebreaker with Washington, Detroit, and St. Louis. The Canucks are going to win that in terms of the reverse standing. So, like, as long as they don't pass any of these three teams, we're good. And for a second, I got to mention for the YouTube folks, I zoned out for a quick second, and I, I saw the games played was the points, and I was like, man, it is so close. They all have 80 or 81 uh, points right now. It's going to be a tight one. I zoned out completely for a second there. Uh, but I'll tell you what. It is good timing for the Vancouver Canucks to have their offense completely dry up. They were shut out last night in L.A. And uh, I think, what is it? They, they scored in the first period against Calgary. They didn't score in the second or third. They didn't score in L.A. They play the Ducks tonight on the second of back-to-backs. They are playing uh, They are playing to what we kind of hope right now of like losing as many games as possible and getting a better chance. Like, like I think we said this for the last like, couple of weeks here on the show. I'll take 6%, man. I will take 6%. 6% is fine with me. Uh, it just feels like this, this season's very much over, right? Like this season, uh, this season's come to an end. I did want to, it, it, it's like when you have a pet that you loved and it's at the end of their life and you just know you have to put them down, right? Like, you know, you got to put them down. And that's why I want to bring up this photo of my, my cat squirt who I've talked about before. One of the most wonderful animals of all time. And I say how big he is all the time to you. So I have a photo of him here. This is how big squirt was. This is not Photoshopped or anything. He his head was as big as this person's head who is holding him. That's a, that's not like a child either. That's a full grown human holding Squirt. He was the biggest cat you ever see. Look at the look at him. Tell me what you think of that cat quad. He's a monster. I've I've heard of him before. You've told me stories. I've seen photos of him, and I'm I'm very sad that I never got to meet Squirt because he was a unit. Like oh, he's a those beef. are muscles. He's got traps. Yeah, and uh, he's got a couple scars on his eyes because his eyes wouldn't open when he was born. He's got a couple scars there before anyone starts making fun of him. He's a great cat. He lived to be like 17, 18 years old. He was a good cat. Uh, I have a photo of him. Like uh, I got to see him one time before uh, he passed. Before they were going to put him down because he was he was he lost both of his ears to cancer. Both of them were gone. That, you know that happened. I didn't know that even happens to cats. Anyways, Squirt lived a hell of a life. He was the the best cat ever. But that's what it feels like with this Canucks team. It's like okay. You know, we've had enough stories this season. Don't give us any more stories. Just sit there. Take your 6% odds of the lottery. Let's close this out. There's one final story that I, like, I just want to see one more thing. It's like seeing Squirt one more time before they put him down. We all just want to see Elias Patterson get to 100 points. He's sitting at 99 points right now. You've, you didn't see a point from him yesterday. Facing the Ducks tonight, 7 o'clock tonight. Second of back-to-backs. They play the Arizona Coyotes on Thursday I tell you, man, he's he's at 99 points right now. Pedersen has to get to 100 points. Like, he has to. I think that would, it would be so, uh, it would, at least it's one thing to hold on to from this season where you feel positive about it from start to finish. It would be Elias Pedersen hitting 100 points. And I'm not saying if he doesn't get 100, you don't feel that way. But it is a very nice kind of, you know, it's a nice photo when you have of Elias Pedersen. But him having 100 points, that's like putting a frame around that nice photo, right? It's just like 100 points, he did it. 
let's go from here. Let's build from here. Let's see how this guy continues to grow as an NHLer. Final two games here. I mean, I expect him to do it, right? I'd be very, I don't want to say surprised, but like it would be very Canuck if he didn't end up getting the 100 points. That's just how I feel about uh, about the Patterson situation, but he's got to get to 100, man. He's got two games here against the Ducks and the Yotes. Like, he's going to get to 100 points. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, we not trying to jinx him. We're not going to try and jinx him on this show, but that is the one thing you want to see if you're a Canucks fan. You want to see losses. You also want to see Pedersen get 200 points, maybe 40 goals as well. Very oh, yeah. close. He's very, very close to it, Chris. Uh, and he's definitely had a few multi-goal performances this season already. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to get to before we get to all the Dolly Bombs? That Holy cow. No, let's get to the Dolly Bombs. I just put them all in here because I tell you, Rick Dollywell sent out a tweet today with uh, his little his personal blog that he's got going on there, the, uh, the Dolly blog. Uh, big, big uh, competition for Canucks Army. Quad's going to try and buy him up next year. Uh, so he dropped a ton of news from the weekend. I, I'm just going to ring off things. If you want to comment, go ahead. If not, I'm just going to move on to the next one, okay? Uh, so this is all from Rick Dollywell. You can find it on Twitter. You know where he is, Dollywell Sports. Uh, he sent out a tweet with this. There are some things that I noted I just want to get to. Let's start with the Tanner Pearson one. This is from Rick Dollywell of Donnie and Dolly, of course. He said the latest on Pearson is that he's had six to seven surgeries so far. And that the hope is he is done with the surgeries. Now, the rehab is still a long road ahead for Pearson. Still too early to know if he will play next season. Wow. And then I did see Frank Saravalli added a little bit to this as well. Did you see that? Just that, I mean, it's going to be difficult for the Canucks. I mean, this this could be... Like, the surgeries, I don't think, are just because of the injury. Like, it might have been how some of this was handled. I think we heard about that from Quinn Hughes earlier in the season. They had a press conference in the middle of the year to address it. I mean, six to seven surgeries, man. Something probably has not gone perfect throughout the the timeline there. You don't have six to seven surgeries on, what is it, a wrist? It's a hand, right, or a wrist? Hand. hand. Yeah, so it's it's been, jeez, uh, man. I, I feel for the guy because he just probably just wants to play hockey, and I think right now the, still the idea of his future is that we don't know what he is going to be at the NHL. It sounded like the way that Rick Dollywell uh, tweeted about it was uh, that the hope is now done with surgeries. So you hope that there's no more of these. Uh, Elliot Friedman uh, added to it as well uh, through Dollywell. I think he was on Donnie and Dolly today. Uh, Elliot Friedman on Tanner Pearson's injury. If he cannot play again, I expect a grievance to be filed. It is uncertain if he will play again. The Canucks will have to defend themselves if he is prevented from another contract again that from Sportsnet's Elliot Friedman through Rick Dollywall uh, on Donnie and Dolly on check we should say check TV good, well. good so island folks there at check. and obviously you're hoping for the best for Tanner Pearson obviously um you would like to see him come back next year like he's still got a contract right it's not just uh um you know he's a UFA Canucks can be done with him or whatever he's he's still under contract he's on LTIR right now um but We'll see. We'll see what kind of happens. Hopefully, he actually is done with the surgeries, and I think we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. See some some comments into the chat as well, though uh, some interesting ones. We won't read those ones, but uh, we'll get to the next topic here. No talks yet between UFA defenseman Kyle Burrows as well as Colin Delia. No surprise there with Delia. I don't know what they're going to do with this guy moving forward. I think if he wants to come on and, and potentially be in the AHL at some point next season, like that's fine. He might. To, he might sign to stay here because I think that at least there's the opportunity for him to play in the NHL. Like I think he could find that somewhere else, but maybe he likes this chance better here. 
Uh, as for Kyle Burroughs, a little surprised that no talks have occurred yet between the two sides. I think Burroughs wants to be a Canuck. I think that's pretty clear, uh, not necessarily even just from the way he plays, the way he talks about uh, being an NHLer. Like, I think he really appreciates being a Vancouver Canuck, and even if he's not in the lineup every night, I really like this guy for the roster. I hope they can figure out something soon with uh, with Kyle Burroughs. Just, hey, wouldn't I, like, honestly, in, in the years of watching this team, I can't think of a better 7-8 defenseman than Kyle Burroughs. I, I love what he does for this team. And I see it in practice every day. I see it in the locker room. I see it when he comes into the lineup to play. I see it when somebody touches Elias Patterson. Like, he's he, to me, he's the perfect 7-8 guy for this Vancouver Canucks team. I hope they can sign him for two, three years to play in that role. at something like league minimum. Because he just wants to be in the NHL. Right? He doesn't want to be an AHLer. And I think Vancouver has a spot for him. I like the way he plays. I hope they can get something done soon with Burroughs. And he wants to be a Canuck, right? Like he was asked about it. He said, I've made it clear. Um, you know, he's always been steadfast in his desire to be a Canuck. And he's always been very open about what this organization means to him. You know, growing up in the lower mainland, being a fan of the team. Guy wants to stay in Vancouver. Those are the kind of guys that you would like to keep around. Okay, what's our next Dolly Bomb? How well, many do we have? With Burroughs, do you, do you think, uh, I think it has to be, right? Like Kyle Burroughs had to have had an Alex Burroughs jersey, right? Like you had to. He would have been like, what's how old is Kyle Burroughs? Let me look this up. He's got to, he's younger than me, so he would have been like uh, in high school he's probably. Twenty six, I think. Twenty six, yeah. So he's uh, yeah, he's born two years later than me. He's twenty seven right now, so he would have been like grade ten when they were on the Stanley Cup run. He obviously had a Burroughs jersey. There's no chance in the world he didn't have a Burroughs jersey, or at least a jersey. We all had a jersey. What was your jersey? Did you have one? I had lots of Luongo. baseball. Luongo. I had lots of baseball ones. I had like an A Rod jersey. Uh, Terrell Owens jersey back in the day. All right. Uh, next one from Dolly Walt. Been told Quinn Hughes will not play for USA at the upcoming World Championships. Also told it's unlikely JT Miller will play. I don't think there's much of a surprise there. Nothing at No. Nils Amon might be going to Team Sweden. That's the other one. Yeah, that would be interesting. That would be fun to watch. Um, and then uh, a couple other ones. We've talked about this for a lot on the show. Uh, the Canucks need to make a decision on Connor Lockhart, who's not a center. Um, he's a winger, but uh, he was a six-round pick in 2019. Needs to be signed by June 1st, or he goes back into the NHL draft. Yep, they got to make a decision there. Here's the thing with Lockhart that I'll add to that. Um, so he they swept their uh, their opening series eh, in the OHL, so good for them. They're off to the Eastern Conference semifinals. Uh, so is Josh Bloom, the other Canucks prospect in the OHL. Uh, they could end up playing each other in the Eastern Conference semifinals if Hamilton ends up beating Barry. If Barry ends up winning against Hamilton... And I actually should have checked this last night. They might have played last night. Uh, anyways, if Hamilton beats Barry in the series, then they play each other. If Barry wins, then they play opposite, but both still in the semifinals. So they could end up playing each other in the Eastern Conference Finals of the OHL, which would be a ton of fun. Uh, and then the final thing from Dolly Wall, Jacob Truscott broke his thumb and did not play the last two months of the season. We've talked about that a lot on the show uh, earlier in the year. I was told uh, that Truscott was leaning towards pro. I think that injury... Set him back, not going to go pro, didn't get to play in the Final Four uh, or the NCAA Championship, none of that. Uh, so he's going to go back. I would suspect that Jacob Truscott is the captain of Michigan next year, which I think is a great thing for him moving forward. You hope that he can have a similar thing to you know improving his all-around game and kind of learning to be a captain, similar to Aiden McDonough did this past season. I expect Jacob Truscott to be the captain of Michigan, which is a big deal. Okay, that's a big deal, be captain of Michigan. I think that's what he'll do next season. Uh, when he goes back for another year. That's all we got from Dolly there. 
All right. Our thanks again to our friend Rick Dollywall, who did make an appearance on the show, but in a way did make an appearance. On yeah, the show. we got to get him back on the show. No, he's not. He doesn't want to come on the show anymore. He's too. He's a, too, he takes his walk after the show, and he, that's why he's not showing up here. He's, he does his show. He gets home lots of time. We've done it with uh, with Donnie before here on the show. Donnie's been able to make it, but Ricky's out there walking. Takes his 40, 40 second walk, and he can't make any time for us. So that's what's that's what's okay. holding us up. Let's get to the poll question. Here we go. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Yep, poll question. Bring it up. Uh, this is our poll question brought to you by the great folks over at Atlas Goods. Go to atlasgds.com. Use promo code CC15 for 15% off your first order of pop rinds. These are the best fresh pop rinds straight from microwave or air fryer, folks. Uh, be sure to check it out again. Promo code there is CC15. These are the perfect zero-carb snap. And like our friends at Zephyr Epic, free shipping on all orders over $50. Also, like our friends oh. over at Zephyr Epic, uh, based out of Surrey, British Columbia, where uh, if you were following on April Fool's Day, the Vancouver Canucks will be relocating to. Okay, oh. our poll question. Uh, from this day forward, who do you think will play more NHL games for Vancouver in their career? Our options, Jack Rathbone, Jet Wu, Cole McWard, and as always, I'm angry. Chris, you came up with this one. Fantastic poll question let's see what alex votes with i'm not sure how much uh, i think his knowledge of the canucks prospects begins and oh ends no he knows show. no he knows so jet woo be... yeah he knows rathbone he knows that's Wu. true he does know jet woo. he's seen cole mcward I-, I think alex yeah, but... alex probably knows more than the average canucks fan all right about these three guys i'd have that's to say fair. where are you yeah, going here alex he watches our show there you go sometimes he's zoning out sometimes i don't know if he's about to quirk back or alex, he's, who you yeah, he, for? he's falling asleep again Fall asleep with the wheel. That's okay. We don't need Alex's vote. I got it. I got a got all of the results in front of oh, me. Oh no, he's I, back uh, now. Oh, there he goes. Okay. Well, it's a hard decision. He's you thinking. Know? Yeah. Uh, see, that's what I'm saying. Alex knows what he's talking about. He's thinking his way through. You, you've picked a good a good poll. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Oh. I think what makes it so good is the fact that, like, the answer, the guy with the highest might play, like, 32 games for the team, right? Yeah. Like, I think that's that's what makes it such a good poll question is you're not really picking and saying, yeah, this guy's going to play at least 400 games in the NHL. Alex went with Jack Rathbone. I like that one. That's How who I about, voted oh, for. Yeah. That's who I voted for. I'm right there with Alex. Um, the results. Let's get to the results real quick. Okay. Leading the vote. 61% of folks voted for Cole McWard. 60.9%. Really them some Cole McWard. Holy cow. Yes, people really loving them some Cole McWard. 16% say Jack Rathbone, 8% say Jet Wu, and 15% say they are angry. Chris, where did you go with this one? I don't normally do this, but I went with I'm angry. I, even though I made the poll question, I was angry because it was such a good poll question in my eyes, but I'm angry because I think there's a little bit of recency bias here with uh, Cole McWard taking 60, 60.9% of the vote. Listen, this was a nice poll question that I put together here, I thought. I thought it was going to be nice and balanced. But the recency bias, I'm angry at the recency bias because they've taken Cole McWard and they've run with Listen, 21 years old, you like that. You like the prospect. He's also the you know playing NHL games above both these two other players who are older than him right now. So maybe he wins the vote if I had to vote on a player. But not with 60%. Not with 60%. Okay, I wanted this one to be 33s across the board. And nobody angry. But then I had to add to the angry group and give them uh, give them my vote. So that's where I'm at. But if I had to seriously pick more NHL games from here on out, I don't know if Jack Rathbone's going to play another NHL game for the Vancouver Canucks, depending on what happens with him in the offseason. I don't know if Jet Wu's ever going to make it. He's playing really good right now, of course. But, hey, Cole Ward's going to play an NHL game tonight. He's got one up on all these guys. I don't know if these other guys are ever going to get to one. So I think I'd go with Cole McCord in the end, too. Uh, I gotta say, there's a case to be made for the guy who came up at the back here with Jet Wu picking up only 8% of the vote. Yeah. Like, there's a case to be made for Jet Wu. And again, only 8% of the vote. I, I get a lot of people really like what they're seeing from Cole McWord, but I'll ask you, Chris, because look, like, people in the chat are pointing out that the bar is just so low when you look semi competent at right handed uh, defense for the Vancouver Canucks. Like, you know, Tyler Myers has just looked like a shell of himself this year. It's been horrible watching him play. Um, you know, we're not going to get into all that right now. But the point being is that if you come in and you just look okay, everybody's ready to put you in on the third pairing because the guys that are ahead of them aren't that great. So I get it. Like, I get the I get the hype to some extent. But I'll ask you, Chris, because you've watched a lot more than I have. Like, if you put Jet Wu in these prescribed minutes that Cole McWard is getting, right? Like, is he that much far- farther off than Cole McWard? I guess what I'm really asking you, Chris, is if if Jet Wu was an NCAA free agent, obviously he would play for the Canucks right now. But what I'm asking you, Chris, is heading into next season, who is higher on the depth chart? Jet Wu. Jet Wu will be higher in the depth chart starting next season than Cole McWard because Wu's going to get a playoff run here. He's playing top pairing minutes. He's playing above Jack Rathbone in the AHL. If he continues to play well, I think Jet Wu will be above McWard in the depth chart. I think they'll both be in Abbotsford next year, which is good. A couple right shot guys that have some NHL potential still. Not a ton. They have a little bit. Like, if Wu continues to... And I I thought there was an interesting comment from uh, Abbotsford head coach Jeremy Carlton over the weekend. He did one of his his interviews with the play-by-play guy, our buddy Brandon Assel, out there. Um, And the thing that he mentioned about Wu was that 
you know, as a coach watching your player, you want to get the best out of their strengths. And right now they're getting some good things out of Jet Wu, like the goal scoring. You can't say the goal scoring is bad. You've got three games. He had a three-game goal scoring streak, scored the overtime winner on Friday night. Really good stuff. But the thing that Carlton wanted was like, those things are going to come in flashes. Like if you're if you're a solid player in the league, you're going to have pretty good base levels of everything. And that's kind of where Jet Wu's at right now. But like he's for him to get to the next level, he's got to extrapolate his strengths. He's got to be a guy who hits hard, plays well defensively, kills penalties, is trusted throughout the game, you know, puts other teams, you know, in a spot where it's very difficult for them to just work their play on the boards, do little things like that. And if he's able to get to his strengths, that's when he's going to make the jump to the NHL with like a guy like Cole McWard. I think, I don't know what his strength is yet. I think skating is something that I like. I liked it in from his uh, college tape. I've liked it so far at the NHL level. So for him, I think it's it's almost the opposite of Wu, where McWard, you want him to build up that base level and then kind of let his strength also kind of build as well, but focus on everything else right now. With Wu, you want to get back to the strengths and make that thing something that kind of forces his way into the NHL at that point. So a lot of really good things from both these players, uh, but I would say going into next season, I, I would expect Jet Wu to be higher up in the depth chart than Cole McWard. And Jet Wu needs a contract too, so that's kind of another wrinkle into this as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, again, our poll question was brought to you by the great folks over at Atlas Goods. Promo code CC15 is the one you're going to want to use over there to get 15% off your order. Okay, Chris, odds and ends time. It's my favorite part of the show, odds and ends. This is the part where I usually check out, but today I'm not checking out because I have some odds, I have some ends that I want to talk about on the show. Now, I want to talk further. It It was briefly brought up. It was briefly brought up at the start of the show. For odds and ends, I want to talk about the draft lottery. Okay, so it takes place May 8th. You said 4 p.m. I think I wrote 5 p.m. in the article that ran today, so I might have to go change that. But we're going to do our live show. I'm very excited for that. The Canucks have a far greater chance. Hold on, hold on. I got to stop you there. Down. Because I do want to clarify what okay. you just said there. Uh, our expectation right now is to be live for the draft lottery. So it's 4 o'clock Pacific time. Our expectation and our hope for the May 8th day there is to be live here on YouTube with all y'all hanging out here um, just for the draft lottery. So, hey, I, I would love – I hey, just to, to before you dive into that too much, I would love – imagine how much fun we would have here on the YouTube with hundreds of people rolling through the chat after the Canucks win the draft lottery and get Connor Bedard. Are you kidding me? That'd be the best show we've ever... It would be the best moment in Canucks combo history. There's the tank just when you need it. Excellent job, Alex. And Alex is going to be there too. He says he'll stay up late. He's working late for us on the draft lottery day. All right, sorry to cut you off. I just wanted to clarify that. Let people know that's the plan. No, it's good. I also made it sound like we were uh, doing a live, live show. So I'm yeah. glad you jumped in there. Um, okay, <laughs> so live on YouTube show uh, for the draft lottery. Now, obviously, the Canucks have a much higher chance of moving down in the lottery as Canucks fans know much higher chance of moving down in the lottery than moving up. Uh, but I want to get your take on this guy, David Reinbacher. We've talked about of uh, Orville, right? We've talked about him before. Where does he stand heading into, you know, I guess the draft still a few months away, but, but where does he stand now compared to where he was uh, months ago when you first brought him up? I'll tell you what, I've seen this sometimes. Like, um, I really like this time of the season because this is where you start to see the scouting sites 
separate a little bit. You start to see players ranked 21st on one, you know, for McKean's. You see elite prospects have the same guy at 10. And all the really smart scouting sites that I like are having Rhinebacker at 10, and you're seeing Axel Sandin Pelica slide. Because ever since the World Juniors, Axel Sandin Pelica, the other probably top right shot guy in this draft, he is sliding like crazy. Not playing minutes in the SHL, playing in J20, just not being effective at the SHL level. David Rhinebacker, he finished the season so strong. He finished the season so strong out there. They didn't go deep into a playoff run. Um, he is going to join me for an interview soon. I might just end up like posting it on the YouTube here or, or running it during the show. He is going to join us for, for an episode here soon, uh, or at least for an article. I will post the full interview somewhere for, for somebody to listen to. Uh, but he is going to join us here soon. He had a really good finish this season, 20 minutes throughout, was the top guy in the power play. Really strong, impressive numbers. I just I think he's the number one guy, and if the Canucks do end up picking or 9 or 10, I would love for this guy to be here. And you know what? When I say be here, I literally mean be here. He probably gets drafted and comes to Abbotsford. You know, he's going to be in the same spot as uh, as Nemec or Nemec uh, with the with the Devils, right? He went down there. He played for Utica, uh, the Utica Comets. They had him. They loved him. He was an 18 year old. Now he's getting NHL time. Would not be shocked to see Ryan Backer get the same thing. Go to Abbotsford, play 50 games in Abbotsford, and then close out next season as Quinn Hughes's partner. That is a light, that is a possible scenario if you draft this guy at 10. It's very different than drafting an SHL guy, a KHL guy, uh, even a, a CHL guy. You're not getting that guy next season. With this Rhinebacker guy, you're getting him as soon as you draft him. You're like, hey, come to development camp, come to Young Stars in Penticton, and then come live in Abbotsford. You're going to play there. You're going to develop with our development coaches. You're going to love it. We're going to treat you like gold. It's a perfect draft for the Canucks. It's a perfect draft pick for the Canucks at 9 or 10. So you're telling me he's not going to take four to five years to make it to the NHL? Hell no, no. This isn't uh, this isn't 1998 anymore. This doesn't this doesn't this isn't how prospects work anymore. People that are in this thought the you know the guys with their sunglasses in the in their trucks like the, this isn't that's not how prospects develop anymore. Okay, like prospects develop quickly, and it's very much about to me watching development over the past few years and learning from learning from what I've seen. It is a massive, like, drafting's huge. You can draft a really good player. I almost think drafting's more important with a goaltender. And that's good for the Canucks because they have Ian Clark making all these draft picks. Because development of goaltenders, I think, is so different. Like, once you actually get to work with the best goalie coach in the world, that's where your development really happens. To me, like, with players, we've seen development be such a, a struggle for the Vancouver Canucks. Look at what they did with the with the Utica uh, Comets before, right? Like, nothing worked because there was no attempt i mean i'm sure there was an attempt but there wasn't any sort of serious effort put into developing here in abbotsford man you're on the you're on the ice with you, th- you think players at the caliber of like the sedines were ever going to utica anybody near development staff that caliber flying across the con the the general manager at the time jim benny went out there once a year for three days watch him play a weekend and come back and it's like okay well everything's good on the farm like poor her, poor Corey Hergot covering to. that team for all those years. Poor Corey, he put in a lot of work. For, and how much was the, how much work was the organization putting out there? I need to interrupt you for a second because sometimes what I'll do, I'll go back and I'll listen to old episodes of the Patcast with Jason Botchford and Jeff Patterson. Okay, two that I listened to not that long ago. I listened to the one. After Francesco Acquilini tweeted, I want to correct erroneous media reports or whatever it was he said uh, that I ever talked to um, 
who is it Lombardi I think it was and uh he's like he's like in fact I've never even spoken to him in my life Mm. or something like that um and then I also listened to the episode where they talked about Jim Benning doing the touchdown in Utica to go see everything and I just remember the way Botch put that was so funny and I I couldn't do it justice so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try and do it again but he brought it up he said like you know we're hearing about all these problems in in Utica, excuse me. And then the general manager goes down, stays for a day and says, yep, everything's good. It's just like, what what does your investigation entail at that point? And you're bang on. Like the improvements that we've seen in Abbotsford, it's had an impact. It's had an impact on so much. It's had an impact on the players that they're able to sign to play in the AHL. And Chris, you know this better than anybody. It's had a huge impact on them beating out other teams who are interested in Akito Hirose, who are interested in Cole McWard, all of these AHL or NCAA free agents that have come to the organization, a big selling point is, hey, look at our development staff. Like, If you ever want to make it to the NHL, we're going to put you in a position where you have a good opportunity to do that. And it's working. It's working for them. Yeah. I'll say this about the Canucks ownership. They, they want to win, right? They really want to win. That's, uh, that's pretty obvious. Uh, Francesco Aquilini wants the Canucks to win, not just the Vancouver Canucks. It's something that I heard from a lot of different people that Francesco Aquilini really liked that they brought the AHL team to BC. It's very important to him to have the AHL team here in BC, and he really wants that Abbotsford team to be a winning team. So after seeing what happened to Christian Willan and after seeing uh, a European like uh, Linus Carlson come over to North America and make such an impact in his rookie season, lead the team in goals. You're going to have your, that's going to help and that's going to help. And I think when you have a owner who actually really cares about the HL team winning, because that's something he'll be happy about. I've, you know, he's been out to Abbotsford center before he has made the trip out to Abbotsford to watch his HL team play. Like uh, that is a good thing. That is a good thing from an owner at that point to have a commitment to winning when it's your HL team. A little different when you need to rebuild and you need to make some different changes and not always be in win-now mode. One thing you can be for the AHL, you can be in win-now mode with young guys. And if you do it the right way, with, I think, a, a smart GM for the AHL team like Ryan Johnson, he's going to give it to Aquilini straight about what they should do down there. But he's also going to want to win. And I'll tell you what, the GM of the AHL team, he wants to win too. Looks good on RJ if he ends up getting some wins for them finally. Um, so I, yeah, it, it is just a, such a different vibe. From uh, from Utica, it's excellent, and just to have it down the road, it, there's like it's funny. We came to this. We're talking about the HL team winning, and, and you know, almost we'll talk about the playoffs in a second here. But this all started with us talking about a guy who isn't even drafted yet. Right? Like it all ties together somewhat. If your HL team is a well-run organization, you got to give Canucks props for that. By the way, you might have somebody, especially after how how much praise we just gave them. We better get a player tomorrow uh, from Abbotsford. I got to talk to talk to the PR guys out there. Uh, anything else you wanted? There, I, I have some more odds and ends. We do have the... We'll play the Bo Horvat thing. We're not going to spend a lot of time on it. This got enough play over the weekend. Alex, can you get the tweet up, though? I, I did put it in the... Uh, in the fault. Yeah, we'll just run this. For anybody that missed it, uh, this Bo Horvat's... You can just play it, Alex. This is Bo Horvat's comments uh, from the weekend here. Two more regular season games. One more here at UBS Arena. How does this rank for you in playoff pushes the excitement of this building and the fans involvement over the last couple of games yeah i mean it's been unbelievable it's a lot better than vancouver i'll tell you that for free <laughs> thanks Bo. Thank you. guys I'll just, all right you all go, right go ahead. so he walked it back 
he walked it back and, you know, he said, I didn't mean any disrespect to the fans, blah, blah, blah. It didn't help that the interviewer asked him specifically about the fans and he said it's a lot better than Vancouver. To me, that was squarely a shot at management and ownership. It just didn't help that the interviewer asked him uh, about fans at uh, at the Islanders arena, which, which I get. Like, I understand what he's saying. I think he was taking a shot at management and ownership because when he corrected himself, he didn't say, yeah, I love that organization or anything like that. He said, I love the fans. I love the city. Um, loved my time there, blah, blah, blah. Didn't say anything like, oh, yeah, I meant no disrespect to the management or the ownership there. And I'm pretty sure uh, you read between the lines a little bit. I'm pretty sure that's uh, what he intended his comment to to do. Yeah, I didn't think this was that big of a deal. This like I saw some some people on. I don't even want to give them the light of day, but the people online that were freaking out was just like, I, I, sometimes I, I see stuff on Twitter, on Canucks Twitter, and I and I just like I have a smile or I laugh. There was a lot of time like the reaction to this. I I just cringed. Right, like I'm like I'm sorry. I can't deal with somebody making like a nine tweet thread about how let down they are that Bo who signed an eight year contract with this new place and it's just like the the play by play guy said at the end like he knows where his area code is going to be for the next eight years. Like he's obviously what is he is he getting on the mic and be like yeah but like there was a couple nights in Vancouver though let me tell you like uh you know there was a game where Patterson scored scored five points and we went in overtime that was a pretty loud bit game but tonight tonight was pretty loud too it might arrive like obviously not he's a hockey player he doesn't think like that he doesn't think that often he just has to come out and say the fans are great hockey players do this all the time like it was it was ridiculous I I thought the it sucks because it's like this wouldn't have been a big story. If this was, um, like, I, I heard this. I listened to, to Pucks on Net last night. Shout out to them. I know I've seen some people from our show go and listen to them. Highly recommend. Good podcast. Uh, Arash and Ryan over there. I'm going to be on their Patreon this week. But they said, like, imagine this this quote. And this I'm stealing this from Pucks on Net. But, like, this is this is nothing in the NBA. Imagine if somebody in the NBA said this about their former team. They're like, yeah, well, our arena's a little bit louder. It's it's wouldn't even it would not get any play. It was just Canucks fans like just let it go. like, you know, this is not a story to me. This is a hockey player saying that he likes his home crowd. I don't know. Final question, and it's something that will it'll be our poll question the day it happens. Does he get booed when he returns to Vancouver? Probably, yeah, probably does. Like, <laughs> it's just like it's stupid, but he will. I got one more thing uh, before we close out here, or a couple things. Um, Two players, SHL season is over. Phil Johansson, he's done. Does not go ahead. You're about to say something. Luke Hughes. Luke Hughes making his NHL debut tonight. We'll go to prospects in a sec. Okay. Luke Hughes makes his NHL debut tonight with uh, brother Jack. It's gonna be gonna be something to watch. I want to watch that game mm-hmm. for sure. Okay, yeah. sorry. Phil oh, Johansson. Good. Go I, was, ahead. I was actually watching some around the league stuff. I think we might have to do this more on the show because you do the around the league articles all the time. We might have to do some around the league stuff here as kind of the playoffs are going. Then there's not as much Canucks stuff to get to. We might do even like a whole section of the show here we'll we'll replace dolly bombs with around the league stuff but uh i was yeah i was even watching uh i was watching the leafs the other day because it was it was nice to watch uh i wanted to see matthew nyes and luke shen keep playing so uh good stuff from them and that nyes guy a couple of pretty good plays but man a couple of real bonehead plays too um anyways quads this is this is good news here goaltender mitchell gibson has signed with the washington capitals great news for the vancouver canucks and you have no idea why so i'll tell you why? Because he was the starter for Harvard last year, and this opens up a ton of starts for our boy Aku Koskenvo. You're listen. You rock with Silos. I rock with Koskenvo. I do rock with Silos too, but I rock with Koskenvo for 
for point of argument against you. He's my prospect goaltender that I love. I know you love C-Laws. You don't even know what Koskenbo looks like. You couldn't name him when we had the old prospect thing back in the day. Um, so he's heading into his sophomore season. I wanted to give a shout-out to uh, 604 Adam uh, for sending me that on Twitter. Uh, good stuff there. So uh, lots more starts coming for the Canucks' best goaltending prospect uh, in my eyes, Aku Koskenbo. Uh, big monster. Uh, you know, he's got arms. Uh, he's got longer arms than, uh, was it Trevor? Trevor from uh, Trailer Park Boys, he had the long arms. Uh, yeah, Abbotsford, big win uh, on Friday night. Uh, Philip Johansson, like I said, his SHL season is over. They lost their playoff round. We're down to the finals in the SHL. Um, geez, I can't even remember the teams. One of them's like Soldiers, blah, blah, blah. blah. And then the other one's uh, Vaqua. They're in there too. Uh, but yeah, Philip Johansson, his season's over. Coming to North America. Next season, from what I heard, he's not coming this year. He's not coming this year to play in the AHL. He's not doing the ATO. He's already got a contract with the Canucks. See him next year. Maybe see him at development camp. Uh, and then the other guy uh, whose season is over, Elias Pettersson. His team lost four games in a row in their SHL playoff round. Four straight. They got reverse swept after winning the first two. Pettersson didn't play one shift, even though he dressed for all of those games. Didn't play one shift in his final three games. It was, as we get a bird update over that. And by the way, we didn't even mention that. We didn't just go for lunch. I also got to meet Bert on the uh, on the weekend there. You didn't upload any photos because you don't know how to do any of that on uh, onto the YouTube here. Otherwise, Alex could show some photos of me and Bert. But yeah, on got... the Patreon. That's exclusive oh, Patreon. It's content. on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Canucks Convo. Oh, but it's yes, not. It's not on there. Is I it? saw Lisa Martin. Yeah, it is. Longtime oh, really? Patreon supporter Lisa Martin commented on it, which uh, we saw your comment. Appreciate it, Lisa. Yeah. People loved it. I, I posted. Oh, look at that. Bert tell was, you what. Look. I didn't post this one, but I told you after he was sniffing your spot on the couch that you were sitting on. Mm. He was sniffing it for like at least 20 minutes. Tell you what, it's a good photo of me too. Nice angle. Looks, I look slim. You don't get a lot of photos of me where I look slim. That one I do. All right. I'm sweating. I didn't turn my AC on in here. I got to get out of here. I'm sweating my Patuski off here. Uh, we got to get out of here. All right. Well, um, tell everybody. How did you feel about Bert? Did you like Bert? Yeah, he was lighter than I thought. He was like, uh, it was like picking up uh, an empty energy drink can. It felt like I was. This is basically the same thing as holding Bert. No, he, he was very cute, and I like, uh, I like uh, because you were, you said you were t- trying to teach him all these things, like his little bell to go out and pee. And when I was there, he nailed it. He hit it every time. You were saying he couldn't uh, smack the thing before, he, but he he knew there was a big clutch moment, like at least Bert's clutch. Because when I came over, he was nailing all, all of his tricks. He was doing pretty well. He, you know, he. Got a little confused going in and out of the cage, or what do you call it? His little corner. He doesn't know where the entrance crate. is to that thing yet. It's just crate, but he, you know, he's he was sniffing his way around. He figured it out eventually, but he clutched up with his little tapping on the bell thing to go out and pee. He's he's doing the bell now, which is really impressive. I'm very proud of him. Yeah, he's doing the bell now. So yeah, okay, we'll close it out there. I know you're sweating. I'll close it out for you. Uh, Canucks game tonight, folks. We'll be back tomorrow to break it down. Hundred points, uh, baby. And, That's hey, all we we'll want. Hundred points. Maybe we'll talk Luke Hughes tomorrow as well. But in the meantime, and in between time, we'll wrap it up there. For my co-host, Chris Faber, and our technical producer, Alex Allard, my name is David Guadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Light it up. I like that. In between time. 100 points, baby. Tank it up. Tank it up. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? I would suck the cream from the inside of the eggs out. And once I got that cream, it was all over. That's all I want from those things. And then have a cigarette. Yeah. 
Went outside and it's okay. the way way she okay. goes. I was satisfied. I'll Poor say glass that. Glass of wine. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 